You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome back to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Macmillan. I am your host. And to the left of me, back in the room is Neil Angle. I I disappeared for a while. Yeah, he's back. Oh, yeah. Homeboy is back. Staying busy. It's good to be back, though. Yeah, man. Might take me a minute to get the nerves out this time. Dude, you're a veteran. You'll figure it out. (laughs) Who's our guest today, Neil? Uh, Greg Long from We Are Triumphant. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thank you. What's up, guys? Nothing much. Greg is calling us via Skype from the beautiful city of Los Angeles. What are you drinking there, buddy? Canada Dry. Ooh. Nothing nothing sweeter. Fancy. <laughs> I haven't had a Canada Dry in a hot minute. That's ginger ale, right? <laughs> of course, man. <laughs> imported. What did dude. you think it was? I don't know. Yeah, Canada imported. Imported. <laughs> 100% natural flavors. I'm really a ginger real ginger. Caffeine free. Damn, you are fancy. Fancy dancy. What's fancier, Canada ginger ale or like LaCroix? Even oh, though they're I different hate. things. I personally hate LaCroix, so. Oh, dude, that's blasphemy. LaCroix. Sorry, guys. I love that shit. No, I, I think they have better brands. Isn't that like they're... perfume in a, in a can? Polar. polar <laughs> Never thought of it that way. It's just soda water. Yeah, flavored water with CO2 in it. Yeah. They definitely use your mother's perfume to make that stuff. What? <laughs> you think it tastes like perfume? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely up there. That I mean, I'm not drowning in bottles of perfume every night, but right. I, it, it tastes what I imagine that to be like. Huh. There's only one way to find out, James. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> there goes my LaCroix. There goes my LaCroix deal. Yeah. No Dude, sponsorship for you, bro. Dude, that's a brilliant idea. Just have LaCroix start making fragrances. Yeah. Wow. I think Portland hipsters would eat that up. Yeah, they would totally. Anything <laughs> or just, or like this car, just candles or car fresheners, too. They'd, yeah, love, yeah. they'd love all those things. Partner with Yankee Candle. You know, Bed Bath & Body Works is having some issues. Maybe that's their saving grace. Partner with LaCroix. For I, mean, bed I actually, actually didn't and don't keep up with the comings and goings of Bed Bath Body Works, but <laughs> yeah. you might be their savior. Uh, L, L Brands, <laughs> stock market shit. But no, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, dude, LaCroix, the fragrance you can drink. There you go. <laughs> dude, that is one that's hell. literally. Greg, you got one hell of a couch back there. It's a nice one. Yeah, that's like a drug kingpin, kingpin's couch. Look at that dude just lounging in the background. 300 bucks, Craigslist, guys. There you go. Try and make sure to get those deals. What's your intern's name? Nico. Nico, that's a fine name, too. Hello, Nico. He has headphones on, so he can, uh... He's not... not, Well, then tell Nico to fucking... Yeah, let's talk shit about Nico. (laughs) (laughs) He can see us. Fuck you, (laughs) Nico. He doesn't know we're talking shit about him. Hey, fuck the guy in the corner, am I right, guys? (laughs) What's, uh, what's Nico working on right now? Um, I'm not sure. At this very moment, he's got a, a hundred different things to do all the time, so. Excellent. But I don't want to disturb him, you know? Yeah, let look, him. He look at him. He's in the zone. Let him flow, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a goddamn intern. I need something. Watch your mouth. I need Jesus. help. 
Fucking watch your mouth. Fucking go, watch your toilet. Go get soap and put it in his mouth right now. I will. That would be so disgusting. No, you, know, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'll get a bottle of LaCroix. How's that? Do it for the, do it for the likes. <laughs> Did your parents ever do that? LaCroix? The no, the, the soap in the mouth <laughs> thing? No, never. I was either. a good kid, man. Yeah, you were a good Definitely, kid. I feel like that's just like a term of endearment. Like, you gotta go through the soap in the mouth when you're like nine years old at least once. Yeah, it's right. passing of the guard. Well, when I get home, I'll just dump a bunch of soap in my mouth and I'll let you know. <laughs> so, uh, drinking LaCroix? Yeah, <laughs> Is that what exactly. You're exactly. <laughs> you just drink one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, for the audience at home, can you give a, a kind of a quick introduction of who you are, what uh, We Are Triumphant is all about, and uh, pretend they don't know anything about you so they can get some context. Okay, uh, so basically, um, I run a label called We Are Triumphant for the last seven years. Yeah. I was invited on this lovely podcast by these gentlemen here. One of them is involved with a uh, recent release of mine. Yes. And we're just, we're just hanging out. So really, proud that's, of it. that's about it. There's uh, there's probably more details there, but I'm gonna let you, yeah, I'm let you find those out. Well, so for <laughs> in the past seven years, when the when it started, what did that look like? Was it just you and you signed one band and just kind of went uh, from there? I was basically managing like uh, five or six just local, really small bands, and um, one of them ended up doing really well, and I kind of just got really fed up with. Uh, asking people all the time to uh, <laughs> take these bands seriously because um, I'm just because like as a manager and if you're working with an artist that no one's ever heard of like it's it's brutal obviously right. um, so that's really just it I just kind of got really frustrated with having to depend on other people to like release stuff yeah you know yeah. I just kind of wanted to be able to do that on my own and that's what ended up happening gotcha yeah, that's a good that's a good reason to start something, I think. I'm like, fuck everyone. So I'm just going to do this shit. Yeah, man. you see a problem and you're like, "All right, I'll fix it." <laughs> yeah. Instead of people should be doing this. This is how the industry should be. You're like, "Nah, I'll just go do it myself." Yeah, that'd be it. Why so, around? so did you start with all five of those bands or did you just take on one band and how how did it snowball from there? Um, I mean, it it kind of so I was working with five or six bands and then one of those bands uh you know, one of the ones that ended up popping off really early on was sworn in. And then um, we did like, you know, this is before we didn't even have any contracts at the time. We were just like, let's just put this up on Bandcamp and a Mediafire link. And we're just going to try and get as many kids to download this as possible. Right. And that's literally all all we really, really did at the end of the day. And then as I kind of started taking off, um, I started like uh, looking for uh, distribution. And not even so much like in a serious amount. Like it was like my birthday and I was just like, maybe if I just email like some people like first name at label.com, people who own it, let's look up who owns it. And I'll send them some emails and see if like someone will respond. Sure enough, like two days later, um, I had basically talked with uh, Tony Brummel and, uh, you know, told him that, you know, I plan on doing this for forever and you can you know, either make money, you can either make some money, you know, by going down this path with me or you, or you don't. And, um, and he was like, yeah, let's try this out in so many words. And probably like three or four days after I had sent that initial email, I had like a distribution contract, uh, for like Sony 
through victory. Um, and this is like 2011 and like I had done my research and uh, victory was actually, you know, the label who distributed rise and Sumerian and helped them get their start back in 2011 and, and 12, like rise and Sumerian were like everything to current music scene, you know, regardless if that's not, those weren't really the labels that I were like, that I grew up on by any means. But when I got into the label scene, like both of those were popping right. off really hard. Sure. Um, so I saw that and I was like, yeah, I'd sign me up. I'm, I'm down. Um, and, and seven years late. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, Fast forward. And, yeah. And basically, uh, I had brought a couple of bands over that I was managing. Uh, but like one of my first releases was this band dweller, like this, like super heavy deathcore band from, uh, Michigan. And, uh, shortly after that, my, maybe like three or four releases after that was like neck deeps first EP. Um, and then that release did really, really well uh, over the course of like, I mean, still does really, really well today, but it did really well as far as like launching and, and the first two years of it really helped bring in a lot of, um, you know, money at the end of the day to help us continue to put out a lot more other records. So that's kind of how it all kind of started mm -hmm. um, was, was just with me managing a few bands, like getting kind of frustrated, trying to convince people how awesome they are and, and why they deserve their time. And I was just like, I need to put my energy into being able to, you know, put bands on to some extent. and Without relying on other people. Right. So Just because, like... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, because, like, just to compliment what you said, like, you can't, you know, the, the best person to rely on is yourself at the end of the day. Like, it's obviously it's really frustrating to be in a band and be reaching out all the time and feel like your destiny or your fate is in someone else's hands. Uh, it's the and worst. that's like a really, like a really uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's kind of what started it all. Nice. So, so how did you, cause you, you kind of started with the management. So what got you into management in the first place? Were you in bands or, you know, like what got you into that side of it first? No, I mean, I just like, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, listening to a lot of alternative music, just trying to make friends and connect with people like anyone does, like when they're really young. Um, but even when I was like 14, 15, 16, you know, I was on MySpace with like some like punk label back in the day, like, you know, uh, going to VFW shows, like if people don't know what that is. That's like a veterans hall that gets rented out for shows and like church halls and stuff for, you know, like really small uh, community <laughs> type of type of scene you know like i don't know i didn't know who any of the bigger bands were i didn't care uh it was all about more or less just making friends at that point music was a was a means to not <laughs> you know not know anyone in your in your town yeah um so yeah i mean it, it started off as just like me not having any music ability whatsoever and wanting to uh get involved and like just so I can just like feel involved with what I was like basing my life around so much when I was younger. Um, Cause like every, you know, a lot of other people were in bands or whatever. And meanwhile, you know, like I'm setting up my space layouts and hitting up, hitting up, you know, church halls and seeing what like they would rent out venues to us for. And uh, you know, yeah. just, just crank, cranking away on groups on, on everything on, on my space and back in the day and just promoting bands and, so you're kind of always that guy. You're always that kid. Because <laughs> there's always yeah. that kid in the music scene that 
doesn't necessarily play in a band, but he's always there. He's always putting on shows. He's he's been a band manager his entire life. They're usually the Without ones that go on and start it. labels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we all know him. Right. So, like, I mean, that's just kind of how um, it all started for the most part. I mean, I, I was, like, super into punk music, and then I, I got super into, like, drive through records and victory records, yep. like, really early on, like, when I was 17, 18. And nice. um, I didn't really start the label until I was, like, 21, 22 years old. But, I mean, I was, you know, obsessed with music when I was younger you know going through high school and so you've worked in music your whole life yeah i mean i I wouldn't really consider it work when i was younger (laughs) as much as it was just like you know a hot like i mean even today like it's not like i mean it's work for sure but it still feels like you know yeah i know you mean not to take away any serious from it but it still feels like i'm living out a hobby of mine right right making a living uh, doing it yeah right so I mean, that, it's always been that way. You know, mm. it's never really felt like, you know, it's way different for someone who's going in to, like, work a, you know, meaning, meaningless job to them and they hate it and everything. Like, it's it's way easier for me to work on something that I feel like is going to, is an investment in my future at the end of the day, right. you know? And so, um, for, for those people who don't, aren't familiar with the label, can you talk about a little bit more about the label, some of the bands you, some of the alumni, some of the bands you currently have, anything you're stoked about, anything coming up that you can talk about, just anything like that? I mean, I'm always stoked on the fact that we're always just putting stuff out. I mean, we've got like 10 releases that haven't been set for single release dates yet that, you know, that we're going to be releasing onwards to the later of next year. And then, I mean, we obviously have artists that are on the roster now, like Not My Weekend, who just put out a record, and we set Signals and Point North, and there's like a, a lot of good active artists and even more that are kind of, you know, waiting to have their shot. <laughs> Is Not uh, My Weekend the last band you signed? Oh, uh, no. No. No, that was, that was, I mean, we signed them at this point. It was a while ago. <laughs> way, way, yeah, a long time ago. Oh, I guess ago. it was, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it feels like that to me because it finally came out. Right, right. Right. Yeah, it will, it will take us a few months to like figure out what and when it's going to happen <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. But that's just all part of the process. Gotcha. That's cool, man. I mean, your roster is pretty diverse, too. I mean, it's definitely a rock, you know, uh, label. But there's heavy bands. Not my weekends. Not very heavy. They're fucking pop oh dude they're brutal what are you talking about they're brutal (laughs) (laughs) where the five seconds of summer is brutal yeah dude exactly (laughs) that's so funny uh you mentioned victory records earlier um you know i don't remember all the bands off that label i wasn't really like a label fan i was just fans of bands and i remember so back in the back in the day victory had like oh yes snapcase was one of my favorite bands of all time uh yeah i mean even i mean before i was in the victory because of like the early 2000s but even before the early 2000s like in the 90s and uh because victory started in 1989 (laughs) um literally the year i was born so that next 12 years for them like they did a lot of cool hardcore releases i think they even have a lot of big hardcore releases on their label now that they distribute just like older stuff part of their catalog but like when i was into victory it was more for like Barrier Dead and Taking Back Sunday and Bayside and The Audition and all these like bands in that 
era, you know, because it's like really easy to to fall into like a scene of bands for like three to four years because it always feels like every three to four years, five years, there's a new fresh group of acts like trying to do what's happening. Real quickly, what month were you born? July. Ah, damn. I'm slightly older than you by a couple months. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. I just thought it was funny, so I thought it was (laughs) I don't know. It means everything. It means, it means we're a lot closer than we than we started this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm older than both of you young men. Oh, now you ruined it. See that moment we were having? You ruined yeah, it. I'm, <laughs> I'm old enough to be both your fathers. No, That's you're not, not true. No, you're that would not. be creepy if That'd I was. That would be insane. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. be like a five-year-old father. <laughs> Four-year-old. I mean, judging by some of your our past podcasts, it wouldn't surprise me. If it you wouldn't surprise me. old father. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's been going on in your life, Greg? Any uh, any hot hot news going on? Any? Do you see any cool movies or gone out, done anything around LA? Uh, I mean, we're th- I was thinking about seeing Predator tonight, possibly. Oh, is that out? Uh, yeah, the apparently. new Predator. Yeah, it's probably going to be horrible though. Just yeah, it's probably going to be I terrible. Don't... Yeah, I only heard. I've only heard about that's it like once up. or twice, and I wonder what that. I don't know has. a single actor that's in it, and yeah. What's it called? Just Predator? I think so. It definitely has like some weird like the second coming or something under it. You know? <laughs> Let us milk this cow more than we already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well while Predator, you're while you're looking money. that up, James. Like... So Greg, I'm actually curious throwing it back to the label. So I, I work with a lot of bands like in studio. I do a lot of prep before studio. But I have to admit, as soon as they leave the studio, I'm pretty ignorant with how stuff goes. So I'm actually kind of curious to learn from you. So we can take Not My Weekend, if you would like, as an example, just because it's a band that we have in common. But what for those kids out there, because a lot of people that listen to this podcast are young musicians trying to make a name for themselves. So what is So what happens on the label side? So let's say a band leaves the studio. You know, what are some things like how do they even get your attention? What are some of the things you look for, you know, when before you sign a band? Just basically like some advice for, for me and for other people is like what is somebody like you looking for and what are some of the steps of this process and what the, what do they look like leading up to a release? Um, I mean, it's definitely different for, for everyone. Uh, I mean, definitely, definitely be a little relentless. Um, I've, you know, I've said no or looked past something over a few times, but had a chance to check it out a couple months later and uh, ended up really, really liking it. So it's like it's really different for for everyone. Um, as far as how do bands leave a studio with a record and then get signed? Uh, it, that's like a really complex question. Uh, sure, but w- so what are what are some of the things that you personally look for for your label? Like, do you have to be a fan of the music? Do you let the music speak for itself, or are you more looking oh, yeah. at numbers? Are you looking at you work know, ethic? Like, and, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. What are some of the things you look for personally when you're I interested mean, in the band? Ninety-nine percent of our job is like re- developing artists from the ground floor. So, uh, the main thing I look for is what I can't fix, and what I can't fix is music that I'm not into whatsoever mm-hmm. you know like i can't uh i'm not gonna go down that road with any band if you know if i'm not passionate about how they sound then i can't sit behind them and work on them for 
a year plus to get them to a point where they need to be where anyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, absolutely. That's where people so, like me come in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, at, at the end of the day, it, for me, it's all about music. I mean, for, you know, it's heavily about music. For, you know, as you go up the ladder a little bit, um, obviously numbers play a big important thing. Tour, tour history plays a really big important thing. Uh, image plays a really big important thing. Um, but I kind of look at all those last three things as stuff that kind of be, that can be tuned up. Um, I mean, obviously people can get better with their music over time, but that's not, we're not necessarily signing, you know, we're not a charity (laughs) (laughs) uh, at the end of the day. So like, yeah, I mean the, the thing that we look for the most is the music at the end of the day. We're just looking for, you know, what I think is going to be able to stick because that, because what we're doing is, is showing the music to a large amount of people and all we could ever want is the highest percentage of people to stick around after we show it to them. And what I feel, I think a mu- the music itself has a huge part of if people are going to come back and listen for more. Mm. Um, so that's, that's really about, that's about it. I mean, I'll, I'll sign a band with 200 likes and 60 monthly listeners. I've done it before a hundred, like a, a bunch of times. It, then none of that stuff matters to me because I know what I can do is I can change all that. Mm. Uh, but I, I can't, you know, snap my fingers and, and I'm all of a sudden I have this band that I want to sign that I'm super inspired by or I'm super into and like, and I love like the, it's hard for me to, yeah, it's hard for me to do that. No, that makes sense. Do, and and I sometimes put myself, right. I mean, sometimes I'll put myself in other people's shoes in a sense that like, maybe this isn't like music that I would listen to seven days a week 24 7 but i can you know i'm just looking for hooks like i'm not really looking for genre i'm looking for good hooks and yeah. awesome vocals and yeah. stuff that makes me tap my feet yep. when i listen to it and stuff that i can listen to once and i know the whole song yeah. just i know how to I can sing the whole song if i listen to it once or twice that's that's really yeah you could be a k-pop band if i if you're unsigned and 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 i think you're doing all those things to me then i'm interested really at the end of the day as you go up the as you go up the chain like you know uh how many you know tourists you'll be big do you have a booking agent will be big do you have a manager will be big there's all these other things that bigger labels will look at um for me we're trumping is different from all these other labels out here because we 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 take risks with artists way earlier on than anyone else is willing to Mm -hmm. so like you know we scratch the surface on so many artists to see if there's something truly there that can last five, 10, 15 plus years, you know, uh, just, just cause you have an amazing song with an awesome voice and you guys, you know, don't look like Bigfoot doesn't mean that like you're going to make it, you know, yeah, or even uh, keep so, doing it. Yeah. Fans so, break up all the time, even if they're good. Yeah. We're here to try and figure out if they're in it for the long run. We're here to figure out, you know, if, people are going to love this just as much as we're loving it. You know what I mean? Cause I've, I've put out stuff that I've been like, wow, I thought people would love that. Like way more, we've got more interaction out of that. Um, but at the end of the day, that's, that's all we're, we're trying to do is just kind of bring a, a microphone up to the speaker for these bands. Yeah. Just and to I, amplify what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I can attest to that because with not my weekend, Patrick was basically calling me four or five times a day as I was kind of coaching him through some ideas to try. And you you guys were definitely showing interest before anybody else 
would even give them the time of day, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool, and it helped them get their well, start. So. I gotta give credit to them too, is because Patrick probably emailed me like six or seven times, and yeah, also the kid is relentless. Also, <laughs> also, he probably left multiple voicemails on my phone. Yep. I don't even. You know, I've got 30 voicemails from my mom on there that I haven't listened to just because I don't I don't listen to voicemails. Yeah. You know, I but they were there. You know, he definitely found multiple ways into my brain mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, over the course of a, a few weeks. And then it worked because like, I mean, I I saw them and I, I saw the music video uh, like really rough early on. And I was like, this is really cool. And I thought the image was there. Um, I thought the music was, I thought it was super catchy. It's like, you know, I, when I first saw it, I was like, this is like super goofy. And like, obviously like yeah. this is for like younger kids. Yeah. All right. That's what I mean by like, I can put myself in other people's shoes. Yeah. Like, I, that's right. To be honest, like I fuck with not my weekend, but I'm not 16. Yeah. I got so, you. I got you. <laughs> exactly well, that means you're a professional because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't necessarily so, matter what you think. It's not about what I like, as you know what I mean. I'm a 35 year old guy who gives a fuck what I like. It's about what it's about knowing and predicting what other people to like. a point. Yeah, I mean, you, right. you obviously you can't. I, I'm get not saying yourself. you don't. I mean, he, you still have to believe in what you're doing yeah, and still exactly. like. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I would never work reason, with somebody. Hey, 100. percent And the the reason why it works so well for me is because I grew up as the demographic mm-hmm. for kids, so I understand like I was the 16 year old kid like buying studded belts and band t-shirts and patches and all these sorts of stuff and just like buying magazine prescriptions just just banning out when i was super young and i know like what that's like and i know it's not i don't think it's it's not hard to tell if the song is awesome or not (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. it's not you know the label's job is just to get a bunch of people to hear it so they can so they can even know it exists yeah um but like, you know, you know, I mean, some people have no idea. I mean, there's people that email me their stuff all the time that sounds like, you know, insane that they that they <laughs> was like, I can't believe that you're emailing this to to companies and like, know. you know, yeah. um, it's shocking. And and it's not like I'm not trying to shit on some kids' dreams or anything, but like, you know, listen to my guitar demo track right. with no vocals on it and. Well, it's just delusions. I recorded off my iPhone. I recorded off my iPhone. Like, do you have a band that like you could put me in? Right. Like, Like, what do you you think I do? (laughs) Or like, hey, I'm a vocalist. Like, I scream in my bedroom. Like, here's some videos. Like, can you find and put me in a band? Like, I understand that that's that works for some people. Like, you could you could get into a band just by being a really good vocalist from doing like YouTube covers and stuff. But I don't mean that. I mean someone like selfieing videoing themselves like singing over like yeah the stereo being well, really loud in their room and well, well there's there's two sides <laughs> to that to that coin because for so for lack of a better term when i quote unquote like are screening bands i hate to use that term but it's the best i can come up with at the moment but like there's there's two sides like one i give those guys kudos because one they have bigger balls than i do but you know, but two, like they're doing work. They're they're hitting up the people they need to be hitting up. They're doing due right. diligence, but they're not. They just need a little guidance on the back end. You know what I mean? So like, there's two things from my experience with d- developing artists in the studio. There's two sides. One, like the songs, like you mentioned, like the songs have to be good. 
I, I can help with that. And, you know, the kids can learn, the bands can learn, they can, you know, I can kind of expand their minds on that. But there's something that's a lot harder to teach. And that's the mindset. It's what I call like getting the gears turning. It's like they have to understand. Patrick understands the gears perfectly. Like, you know, you have to understand that there's such a common misconception that if we get signed, our work is over. Yeah. And that's not how that works. No, Your work is just, just beginning. beginning. Like, just yeah, begins. You got to, you know, you got to like, you know, put your head down to the ground and just like, oh yeah, message, I have this conversation email, all the time. Whenever I, whenever I sign an artist to a bigger label, I tell them, listen, this is an opportunity and this is exactly what this is, an opportunity. And what is an opportunity? Something that you can either take advantage of or something that you can you know, okay. let pass by. Yeah. But just because you have this opportunity does not mean that this opportunity is going to be fruitful. The only way that it is going to be fruitful is if you make that happen. Yeah. You know, exactly. um, absolutely no excuses, you know, no excuses like, uh, I, you know, it's weird. It's hard for me. Uh, sometimes I see bands just so willing to like write amazing songs, but never leave their room mm-hmm. exactly. or their, or their, or their practice space or yeah. never, like you know, too much. or like, I'll talk to signed bands and they'll be like, they've never booked a show in their hometown or they, or like. I'm just like, you guys know that you guys can like leave your <laughs> like leave where you live and like play your songs in other places, right? Yeah. And they're just like they're just like, yeah, we just don't know how to make it happen. And like that's just like a Well that's it exactly really lazy Especially excuse. today. <laughs> Especially today, dude. Well, I mean, that's the other thing too, is like because when I got my start back when I was like thirteen, play, trying to play ba- oh, in, in bands. I was, I was like, you know, I don't know, I know I want to do this for a living, but I just didn't know the steps to take. And then luckily I was motivated enough to where I started like pursuing things, met people, interning with people, finding mentors and stuff like that. But I think 99, it's a bold statement, but I think 99% of the issues out there are people literally just don't know what to do and the steps that are necessary. Mm -hmm. Because like with a lot of the young bands I talk to, the here's label the, is sort here's of the issue though here's the issue though you can't can't use that as uh as a crutch because if someone oh, said no, hey, not at all. Yeah. i'll give you a million dollars if you build me a house and they bring you in front of a plot of land with a bunch of trees and some axes and you just sit there and you're like well i don't know how to build a house yeah it was exactly. like say that's the same situation. Exactly no, it's, the but it's even worse, though. No, it's at. even worse. You have to get up. You have to chop some wood. Google. You have to figure it out. You have to, one yeah. word. One word it's is not, Yeah, it's not Google. that savage of a situation. You do have Google. Yeah. You have A band can literally type in, what do, how do I book a tour? Exactly. How do I do this? <laughs> and you guys how do just, I do that? And you guys just finished my statement for me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. No, I, yeah. you're so right. you got to educate yourself. Dude, imagine like the bands back in the 80s, or even like coming up for me, the internet was at its infancy, and so we used to have to book tours the fucking hard way. And I come up in an age with the internet, but imagine like punk rock bands back in the eighties booking tours by themselves. They know, get on the phone and lie never... to fucking venues. I'm like, yeah, we'll bring two hundred people. <laughs> they just figured it out, man. Dude, I could not even imagine touring without a fucking GPS on your phone, dude. Oh, and that man. was only like dude, ten years ago. You know. Did you, ever, did you have to use a map, James? When Fuck you were doing? yeah, we used a map. It was a paper map, like explorers, like Christopher Savages. Columbus. Dude, you're Savages. Savages. Got in the like van it. for two months with a fucking paper map and no phones. 
see ya. Good luck. So to to kind of like bring this whole topic to to a head here. So you you had mentioned earlier that there are some things when you when you're discovering like new talent, so to speak, you can fix some things and you can't fix other things. So you mentioned the songs is something that you can't really fix. It's where somebody like me comes in. But what are some of the things? Here's, that... the, here's the thing. I don't want to sign a band that needs a producer to sound good. Like exactly. even even though that may have happened. Uh, or that you know not to take anything away from because i know you contributed a lot to not my weekend's album i don't i wouldn't sign them on their old stuff if i you know their old record i told them to take it down because it's their new stuff is like so above it that you don't want people to go from listening to that and then listening to that and being disappointed yeah exactly Uh, basically you don't care how they get there it doesn't matter how the band gets to that place and that's just it. Like you can't just count right. on them needing a producer to do it for them. Right. But so. when I, but when I find a band who is able to do that, you know, without a, here's the thing. Like when I hear an EP, that's amazing. It's their first EP. My, and I think it's amazing. My second thought is always, where's this band going to be? Uh, and three releases from now, it could be fucking yeah. absolutely massive. If their first release is that good. Neil, what were you going to say? I thought you were going to. Yeah. So, things. so yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. So the other, a producer should kind of be like a ghost, if you will, so to speak on that point. Um, but the other, the, so the point I was getting at is what are some of the things that you can fix when you, you mentioned like followers, you can do that. Like, you know, like things, what are, what are social, some of the social media can? numbers, fans, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can tell someone to, you know, take a jog or shave their face or not wear like, <laughs> you know, gym shorts and like a graphic t-shirt from Walmart Make on a promo or, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of common sense things. Sure. Like I just, I just, it's just, I just yell at children all the time. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like, it's <laughs> a, it's a babysitting thing. And then it's like. I mean, that's it. That's it. At the end of the day, like I can help you guys with your image. I can help you guys with your social media. I can help you guys with your streams. I can help you guys, you know, all in all that together helps you guys get on bigger shows, helps you start getting on the tours, helps you get the attention of a manager, helps you. It's all like a huge collective effort of a hundred different little things. Yeah. You know, uh, just because you get on a Spotify playlist doesn't mean that, you know, 10 kids are going to show up and give a fuck about you 10 miles down the road from your house. That doesn't mean, you know, like there's, there's a lot of false pretenses in the music industry that come down to, you know, you know, is this an opportunity that I'm going to take advantage of or not? Or, uh, well, and it was funny, Neil, you were talking about how a lot of bands, they just don't know where to begin. Right. Like they, they have so, there's so many things they have to do and they don't, so they just don't start. But the, I mean, the answer to that question is like what you're saying, Greg, you have to do it all. <laughs> There's not just one thing like you have to tour. You have to know how to book, start booking a show. If you don't know how, learn. You have to give a fuck about your image even just a little bit. And so anyway, like all those things you have to just figure out. You don't know how to make a record. Well, sorry, dude, like figure it out. You can go demo some shit, find a good producer and start shopping that around you know, social media, which one's the best Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, which one do I start? It doesn't matter. Start one of them. And it's a snowball from there. Well, the, the other thing too, in, in accordance to image, Greg, you may, uh, you may agree or disagree, but this is usually like, I get a lot of, when I talk to bands about image and stuff, I get a lot of pushback. I don't know if you've ran into that as well, but what I tell the bands is like, what you have to understand is you are a brand. Like, I know you don't think of yourself as a suit and a tie, 
but you are a brand. But like, you're asking people to, yeah. You, you're they making, have the audacity to say, I want I'll tell, someone to I'll give tell you me one money, thing. but if, then they don't treat I, it like that. You're right. If I, run in, if I run into that with a band that has less than 100 people listening to them on the biggest platform uh, that listen to music on, I run the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Like, I'm not here to, like, argue semantics on why your band isn't big. Like, I'm here to change that. Yeah. You right. can either, you know, I don't have time, like, uh, like yeah. It, yeah, it's, I, I don't have time to not be the boss because yeah, you, it they takes can a go long time to convince people. Yeah. It and, takes a long time to convince people to do something when you're not the boss, but it takes only seconds to tell people some to do something when you are. You know, right. so it's like I, I try and like, you know, not take like a like a fatherly position, but right. like I try and hold my experience and my releases and my success over their heads and be like, you know. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. <laughs> you know? listen to um, me. <laughs> and sometimes that's a process, and like you know, some bands run with it, some bands don't. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a it's a team effort thing. So if we're not running together, like we're not going to get anywhere together. Exactly. You know? And I mean, to to help these bands back to the image thing, like to help them wrap their heads around it, because the term selling out, I don't believe that exists. That's a personal thing. I can we can argue yeah. about that forever, but point being is like when i explain it to them they're thinking about it the wrong way it's like look you're making music you're individuals you're doing what you love like you're naturally going to do that it's like when you take account to your image it's not let's dress up to be somebody we're not it's let's accentuate who we are to attract more people like that who are afraid to be Mm -hmm. you know as outgoing as that if you will so like when when bands push back on image, I just like, wait a minute, you're thinking about it wrong. You know, like be yourselves, but you have to present yourself in a way that lets people know who you are. Because usually if a band has a band Im- or, a, you know, an image problem, in my opinion, is when you don't, you look at them and you can't tell what they are. Right. It's yeah, like, here's, it's, what, here's exactly. where I find the problem with bands images is if I can look in the crowd and look at them and see no difference. I was just going to say that That's a one, the manager of the band I used to be in, he used to mm-hmm. say that all the time. He's like, I don't need you to look like fucking Guns N' Roses. You guys don't have to overthink this. Just look cooler than the fucking kids in the crowd. That's yeah. all you got to do. Make yeah. an effort. And right. it should be really apparent. You should look at a, a cool band on stage and be like, oh, all right, they're here to fucking perform. And if you can't tell the difference between the sweaty, skinny jean kid in front, like... A.K.A. Neil. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're, you're not even giving a fuck. And... and if you want to say, like, well, Nirvana didn't do that, you're wrong. They had a fashion, too. They had a look, too. All yeah, of those yeah, bands did. It's, it's, just, it's just about having a look. I That's mean, right. even, there's a lot of pop punk bands out there that can wear fucking khaki pants and a and a hat like this and right. a big 2XL shirt and sure. like sing with a mic like this yep. and do a yep. bunch of hardcore moves on stage and look fly doing it but like what makes them different just, from the next guy yeah yep yeah i mean that they're on the stage <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking point. good yeah <laughs> uh, i opened up for band x i'm a, i'm mm-hmm. successful it's like no there's yeah. no shit <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had bands where I'm just like, I'd be like, is that a Dragon Ball Z shirt? Like, can you like not wear that next music video shoot? That'd be great. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't fit the or, brand for that band. Right. Anyway, yeah. P.S. Uh, Patrick's Gundam shirt on the music video is awesome. I've <laughs> yeah. seen more comments about that than, yeah. <laughs> than anything. Dude, oh, when, 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 when I when I got the early cuts for that video, I was like, Patrick, what the fuck is that shirt? I knew it was one of those things where it's like, dude, I, I probably don't get this. And you had to explain it to me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, now I get it. 
but yes, that Gundam shirt. Love it. Gundam, huh? I don't know even know what you guys are saying. <laughs> See? There you go. Is that an anime thing? I Pokemon have... or some shit? Well, yeah. ask, ask your mother. She would know. <laughs> ask your, What's a mother? Gundam? <laughs> uh, what's a Gundam? Well, before we, take our, Gundam? before we take our pee break here, Greg, is there any shameless plugs? Anything coming up that you want people to know about? Any recent releases? Oh, you know? man. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just pull out my spreadsheet. Dude, uh, <laughs> plugs in the midway of the show, huh? <laughs> yeah. Why not? We're gonna be plugging. We'll be plugging this whole this whole time, the whole time. I like it. Let's I see like what can I, what can I, like I tell it. you guys about? Let's see here. Not my uh, weekend well, is out now, and we are triumphant. This, if you haven't heard this, it yet, produced by New England Mixed Banana. <laughs> <laughs> We've got we're announcing a new band this Friday that's dropping a, a single. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got stuff that's been coming out from Dead Awake uh on 10-5 basically not not too far away we've also got an, another band being announced on nine twenty eight. i mean there's that's another thing too there's always stuff happening with the label it's not it's not like i wonder if there's i wonder if there's an awesome band to find no there is you just need to go to our <laughs> just need to go to our labels page and find them yeah, you guys have like um, 20 plus people on your band on the roster right now but yeah we've got a new artist announcing on the 21st New artist announcing on the twenty eighth, and a new artist announcing this Friday. Wow! So, so uh, guys, a sign in it. Oh, so, this is something so I wanted attention. to ask you. I, I forgot earlier. How many, how many people actually work at the label? You said there's an intern in the back. Is it just the two yeah, of you? You have a few more. No, no, I've got two interns, one A and R, and then uh, distribution through Sony and the Orchard, and um, gotcha. And then like for you know. Basically, for creativity stuff is usually free, like freelance design the band yeah. or yeah. stuff that we ad- advise, but no like uh, in-house everything on the creativity area. And are you running that it? Stuff. Are you running it mobile from pretty much wherever you are, your apartment, Starbucks, etc.? Uh, or do you have like a an office? Oh yeah, I'm running it. This is this is my living room. I've got the uh, <laughs> double double monitors here right. with the the KRKs and. My desk and I love it. Couch, the American dream, bro. <laughs> the American dream. All right, Greg. Did let's... you know that you can't spell American dream without Eric Andre in the middle? <laughs> Is that a <laughs> comic, Eric Andre? Yeah, he's a he's a comedian. He's the ranch guy, dude. Dude, I guess hilarious. <laughs> he's the voice on the new uh, fucking Matt Groening Matt Groening show. The dude that did the oh, Simpsons. Oh, 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 the Enchantment show. Yeah, have you watched Disenchantment? that? Disenchantment. Yes, it's yes. really good. It's it's feeding my Futurama desires. Dude. I know. That's what I said the other day. I actually really like it. I've yeah, only watched really a couple good. episodes. It's really like, good. Yeah, dude, it's super. It's so goddamn funny. Thank it's God. really cool because like Netflix is just like throwing money at anything they yeah, think yeah. is sick. <laughs> yeah, so you so never like, know. You a like... lot of opportunities to see stuff <laughs> that you never thought would ever happen. Agreed. You know? Um, hey, like, we're going to go yeah. take a little piss break here, a little smoke break, whatever you do on breaks, and then uh, break. come back in like five minutes-ish. Does that work, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. All right, then we'll do some uh, segments and fun stuff with you and then let you get the fuck out of here. All right. All right, we'll be I'm, right I'm back. I'm going to stay in my apartment after I leave, but it'll be fine. All right, you can just <laughs> leave your shit up and we'll be right hey, back. Hey, Nico's alive. All right. All right. Sounds good. Nico, 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 Nico.
welcome back to it the podcast stop. officially. How was your break? Did you guys have a good break? It was wonderful. Was that everything you hoped for? And more. <laughs> Who's on and the show more. now with us, Greg? Who joined? Who's that lovely? Uh, my name is Nico Laraka. I'm, a, I'm an intern here at We Are Triumphant. What's up, Nico? Wow. So formal. What's up, guys? How are you? What a guy. What a pro. I like him Hey, already. Nico, just between you and I, you just, Greg doesn't have to be involved. <laughs> okay. What's up? Does, does, Greg, does Greg pay you? Not at all. <laughs> Copy that. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, now that we know what the real brains behind we are trying. Yeah, yeah, slave yeah. labor, bro. Oh, oh, I like. That's what I needed stateside. Slaves. Slaves. Are you promoting slaves? Wait, what, what happened? <laughs> that got away from me pretty quickly. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, this <laughs> podcast just went pretty south pretty quick. No, this just in Fox News. Dude, did you guys hear that Elon <laughs> Musk was on the Joe Rogan podcast? Did Plus, you watch it? Yeah. Had, did you? advocating for yeah. Really good, right? <laughs> it's great, yeah. It was, now he's getting a bunch of shit for smoking weed on Right. Do you see all the memes for it? Yeah, it's his so stuff, His stocks went down, dude. Dude, two people quit. What? Two high executives in, in Tesla quit Jeez. because we'll he... See if that, we'll see if that happens here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing about being in music. Everyone can go fuck off. Go fuck themselves. Wow. But yeah, dude, he, he it was a spliff. So that's just tobacco and weed. Okay. And all Elon Musk did was take a puff like you would with a cigar. He didn't even fucking he, inhale it. Dude, he, he Bill Clinton that thing. Yeah, he Bill Clinton that thing. <laughs> and people are losing their goddamn mind. He did mind. not inhale. He's Elon Musk. He should be able to do whatever he, like, he wants. <laughs> let, that's pretty cool. Let me remind <laughs> the public. Elon Musk landed a rocket safely back to Earth. Yeah. Also, I'll put a car in space. Put a car. Put a Tesla in space with a... Just astronaut because. in this driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, so Nico, you said you watched it? Yeah. Or listened to it? Did, yeah. How about when how about when Elon answers questions? Isn't that weird? He's like an alien. No, it just it looks like he's reading his thoughts like quite right. literally. It's like in what he's thinking. There's like a 5 to 10 second delay. It's a crazy analogy. Dude, it's yeah. crazy. Rogan will ask him a question and then he like he'll he take his, his sweet ass time. He thinks and then he'll yeah. respond. It's so right. weird. The cadence in which he talks is so bizarre. Have you you ever... mean he's a robot, is what? <laughs> well, Rogan kept saying, "Like you're an alien, right, bro? You're an alien." <laughs> and Elon would like lean into it, lean into the joke, and be like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's it's funny. Like if if you listen, I don't for anybody out there that invests. But if you listen to their shareholder meetings, they'll have like financial analysts come on and ask like business questions, finance questions. And he's literally told people, he's like, this is boring. Can we talk about the company for a minute? Like, what we're doing and what we're trying really? to achieve? Yeah. yeah. They'll just uh, tell analysts to go basically F themselves. That's great. I love Elon Musk. He's fantastic. Well, that was going to be one of, my, one of my current events. So I guess we covered that I one. I think we just started current. I guess we just did it. <laughs> Here's a uh, fucked up one. Do you guys hear about the Pittsburgh Catholic child porn scandal recently? Oh. Yes. There you go. Yes, Tell me more, James. Catholic Church is back at it again. <laughs> I was gonna say, but is that even news? I know that's what I said too when I heard about. it I was like, and that's. I was like, seems about right. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the reality of things, dude? At one, at what point do people start? I don't know. At least being yeah, it, like, yeah. It's like imagine it's a like, major corporation if Tesla or Nike or Adidas had this track record of like molesting and 
Dude, people would lose yeah. their fucking minds. Imagine a world where people got more upset about someone kneeling than some old white guy fucking their kids. Yeah, imagine that world, right? <laughs> That'd be a pretty crazy world to live in, right? People are burning their Nike shoes because some, some, some black kid fucking kneeled at a game. Like, what is happening? Yeah. No one's burning crosses because their kids are getting fucked by priests. <laughs> yep. Oh, it looks like... Uh, See, the Vatican has their own court. That's what's so fucked, is every time something happens, they run all the shit through their own internal court system, which is crazy and creepy to me. Which is basically the human centipede four. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how about that movie? Is that your movie pick for the week? It's, it's going to be my movie pick of the century. Dude, that's what I, that's, that movie is what I picture the Vatican court to be. The fact that that movie was ever made is so rad. They're fucking connected to each other's assholes. The guy feeds the that front dude. That is definitely dude. the best description for it I could ever yes. think of. Mouth yes. to ass. Both. Mouth to ass. Dude, all They're I have to do is bring it. And... <laughs> the second half of the show gets real dark, Greg, just so you know. We really crank it up a notch. Here's another fucked up story. Have you guys oh heard about the woman? This is after you smoke, too. This is what I love doing to people. The story of a girl who received a face transplant. She had a suicide attempt when she was 18 years old. So she shot herself in the face, obviously lived through it. Look, like, look at the picture. Hey, Greg, Google this on your end so you can see what I'm looking at. You can share on Skype, dude. Like a presentation. Really? And it'll go, yeah. Present it's like share screen. Right. That's pretty neat. Yeah, you can be like Joe Rogan's like uh, just production neat. assistant. He's just like, pull that up. And they're just on Wikipedia all day. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Oh, Young Jamie. Young Jamie, yeah. Young <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> they show her before and then after. She's like super cute girl, makes a terrible decision, tries to kill herself. And then later on in life, she has a face transplant. Obviously looks entirely different. Can you see it now? Oh, God. She looks like a Wetzel's Pretzels, dude. Oh, that's rad that you can see that. Yeah. 2018, guys. That's crazy. Yeah. So, that's the one. This girl. Where my cursor is. This is what you wanted to do on the podcast? Yeah, bro. <laughs> after you guys smoke weed. Wait, what? I really get it. I get it going, dude. Which is before and after. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell which one is prior to her shooting herself. This is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> How creepy is that, though? Look at that fucking face. That is someone else's... Dude, there's picture of the fucking surgeons taking off someone's face. And then they put the face just on a table. It's nothing special. They just put a goddamn face on the table. It makes me nauseous to think of that. Yeah, dude. Ugh. I love this shit. Where's the whiskey? So, uh, that's... It's one of your current, current events, event huh? number two, guys. <laughs> current. Wow. So can I? Because wait, is this on the live video? It is. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um. What else do I have? <laughs> Anything to get off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave that up as long as I can. Oh, here's a good one. We're gonna hack into your computer, Greg, and make that your desktop, and you can't change it. Did you guys hear about oh, this? Let's just, let's just see what's hacker. on his recent searches. Girl with. Girl with. <laughs> Shotgun. Okay, uh, here's wounds. a good one. Hacked mock election site. This kid, a 17-year-old kid, hacked an election site just to prove that he could. 
and he proved so all right it took me around 10 minutes to crash a simulation on the upcoming midterm elections once i accessed a shockingly simple and vulnerable set of tables that made up the state elections board database i was able to shut down the public facing website that would tally the votes throwing the count into confusion just like that tens of thousands of votes were up for potential debate mudding electoral system already prone to confusion doubt and finger pointing i'm 17 and i'm not even a very good hacker that's how fucking vulnerable shit is yeah he goes on to say how like he's not even really he doesn't even really want to work in tech i mean it's or, it's pretty believable it's crazy if you look at our political leaders right now it's pretty believable so when people say like that you know elections are hacked or like oh the results are totally fucked you can just look at this and extrapolate <laughs> not yeah, to be all like wanna, if you ever want to change the world just hit up some 17 year old kids and they'll just apparently change dude, all the votes apparently dude did you hear that mac miller died i did rapper yes dude what so what happened uh, Is that what it was? He was how old? Forty six. Yeah. Oh my god, that's Sucks. so fucked up. I heard something earlier that like when law enforcement came in because he had overdosed, but then the apartment was like swept clean of drugs, like someone had swept the apartment so that they couldn't find shit. And they're saying that, that was one of the first times I'd ever seen that, and they don't know why that would be the case. Like, something's not on the up and up. Obviously to cover something up, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to have an overdose, it's, one would assume, by accident. You don't do that and then go thoughtfully uh, clean your apartment. Sometimes. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, You're right. I don't want to speculate too much on his death, because I have literally no idea. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if it was... A, the circumstances. Right. If it was intentional, he could have done all that first. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean... Dude. That makes, you know, there's, that's what I mean. Like, it could have been, could have been anything. Oh, my God. What is that picture of Alex Jones under your recommended? Ah! What is that? There's something going on. American Horror Story, there's something going on with Alex Jones. Pentagon being a federal operation. You'll never... Never defeat the enemy! <laughs> He's so crazy! What is happening? Never win! <laughs> I love when he just yells. I'm not here to do anything but open the blinds to wake people up. Okay. Oh my god. He crashed the young turk. How's the revolution going? He's kind of funny. He's insane. Oh, yeah, I mean, everyone says he's like this huge danger to like the political system and everything. And, yeah. Like, like if, if he like, is, then our political system sucks. Well, because like he, a huge portion of his fans are like all Trump supporters. But uh, he, to me, he's just like straight up comedy. Yeah, I agree. You know, he got banned from Twitter and Facebook now. You know, it's YouTube. like I'm watching a Sasha Baron Cohen video. But yeah, oh, that's like, a good current event. Have you guys watched that show? Oh yeah. Awesome. How crazy is that, dude? 
I heard a couple of times that he went to some places and they like realized what was going on. He had to like dip out quick. <laughs> Nico, you said you you check in on the Joe Rogan podcast. Have you watched this video that someone did? It's called Joe Rogan meets Joe Rogan. No, I I'm gonna fuck yeah, up your minds you right now. You can't really just go out natural. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I didn't want to fanboy out when I met you, but I'm a huge fan. Wait, what? That's what you mean. Like, oh my like, god! Just because you're like, fuck, like ten of these accidentally. Not even. <laughs> it's so well done. THC quiet. Makes you more aware. More. um Consider it. Yes. Thinking about more possibilities. I'm so mesmerized by this. Is this crazy? Imagine if this was real and he was just talking to his clone. I know. And that was like a real thing. For those listening to the audio podcast, someone made you know you know everyone would watch an interview with your clone. With yourself. You could do a podcast with yourself. Someone edited a video of Joe Rogan talking to himself. Like, he'll set up a question, then he answers. Like, it's done so well. So high, I'm barely going to be able to talk. Yeah, this is a podcast. You can do anything. With one gram of edibles we took. If you looked at all the zeros on that number, you wouldn't even be able to wrap your head around it. You'd be like, what? What's a billion? How many What? What? There's no way. When you smoke weed, you're different, right? Yeah. Fuck my life is all right. That's really long, but you guys get the idea. You get the idea. Yeah. No. All right. Back to Mac Miller dying. No, we don't talk about that anymore. Back to the normal segments. Hey, uh, Nico, my new friend Nico, can you tell people what what are some of the things you do for Greg and for We Are Triumphant? Uh, this morning for my bands, I was get a, little, get a little closer to Mike Nico. Speak up. I was uh, emailing a bunch of different booking agents in the area for my band Dead Awake to try and get them on some uh, future tours and festivals for later this year. Just filling in some extra days that they have open. And uh, usually on like a day to day basis or like every week when I come here, I try to do one to two days a week at least. And uh, most of the time I'm setting up like newsletters for new releases and stuff like that. And I'm always like uploading our new tracks on the artist dashboard to try and get Spotify placements on new playlists, stuff like that. Just a lot of, a lot of grunt work on the computer. Yeah. Whatever. Networking, you to do. Yeah. Reach out to people. I'm always looking for new bands every week, but yeah, there's a lot of random things that go on. Uh, sometimes like a couple of weeks ago, we met up with a couple of different managers and had dinner and stuff. And it's just like good networking that we like to get our faces out there and stuff like that. For some reason, you guys are frozen on your end. I don't know why. We can still hear you. Joe Rogan screwed everything up. I know Joe Rogan infested my computer. Huh. I can call you. I can call you right back. You probably work. Fix it. Oh. Oh. Are we wait. still frozen? There you are. There you nice. go. Ha ha. Unshare your screen. That's cool. Unshare. Well, I think I kind of want to keep it on actually. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me then. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't show me. Ah, no! <laughs> Interception! <laughs> well, now is a good time to do some rapid-fire questions with Nico and Greg of We Are Trump. What do you think, Gil? I, I, I dig the idea. Yeah. All right. Do you have any? Because I have a few. 
Because I, I always improv this shit. Yeah, I you tell improv. you I have shit planned, and I never do. So just go for it, and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, since there's two of you, we can either alternate, or you both can answer individually. Fuck it, we'll just let's go. Let's put Nico in the hot spot for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's put Nico in the hot, hot And then Greg seat. also has to say his answer at the end of it, but Nico goes first. I like that. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Nico from We Are Triumphant. What's up? Would you would you go to space if you could? Uh, depends how long. If Elon Musk made it safe and reliable, uh, he shoots you up there for a week and you can come home. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But if it's like longer, if it's like years and years, I, I don't know, I'd probably have to pass on that. Hey, I was reading about that guy that was in the International Space Station for like... Uh, one of the longest periods so he came back down to earth and his like legs like blew oh, yeah. up like not, not blew up but like we're like balloons we were talking about that the other day and technically and, like, they his... actually get taller in space because on earth the gravity will shrink you down so when you're in space there's no gravity so you don't actually technically get taller but if you were to measure it you actually grow about an inch how crazy is that it's like your your bones expand or well no, yeah, they, they, there's just no gravity. They're less contracted, so there's more space yeah. in between your bones because there's no gravity. That's right. Little You're not being pushed down on it anymore. That's wild. So it just goes yeah. up. Like so a that spring. guy that was in space for like a year, he measured an entire inch more the whole time he was there. You gotta take all those dick pics in space, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that, man? Have you guys it's ever watched ex- videos of the International Space Station? It's so crazy. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've got a rapid fire. Nico, do you believe in the flat Earth? (laughs) (laughs) No, no comment, my friend. So he does believe in the flat Earth. (laughs) Let me let me go on record by saying Nico from We Are Triumphant believes in flat Uh, Earth. Don't put words in my mouth, man. Hey, you denied the question. No, I do not. Okay. He's like, I love Alex not. Jones and I'm a flat earther. What? What of it? <laughs> What's the big deal? What's the big fucking deal? Let me for, live my life. For our listeners out there, if you haven't found a guy on YouTube called Cyman Dan, check it out. It's, it's pretty hilarious. How really? He takes, he takes people's YouTube videos where they, beyond a shadow of a doubt in their mind, prove a flat earth, and he just rips it apart. That's awesome. Asshole, so. I love that. All right, I got another question for you, bros. Crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Uh, crunchy for me. Nah, I do creamy. I've never liked crunchy. Word. I think, gun to my head, I'd go with crunchy. Really? But if we're just doing PB&J, I'm just chilling, i go creamy. Yeah, see, I think that's why I've always done creamies, because I've always had jelly. You're a too. PB&J kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I guess you I'm American, that. so I go with the crunchy. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right, well, it's right. Just more extreme... More calories, everything. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't like crunchy uh, things because it hurts my fragile little mouth. He does have a fragile mouth. When I wow. put my, di- I mean, wait, wait, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, this got away. Nico's on the show now. We have to yeah. behave ourselves. I know, guys. He's seventeen years old. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Don't tell the Catholic like, Church. Wait, what? Nico from Don't worry, guys. He's not. He's not seventeen. Nico, are you ready? And I haven't said my vows yet to the church. Oh. Nico, no, no human centipedes for Nico. Nico, are you ready for the next question? Why am I here? Nico, are you ready for the next question? I'm born ready. Who would win in a fight? Dot dot dot. John McClane from Die Hard 
or Rambo? Rambo. What? Wow, really? <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree, sir. Rambo. Well, and I guess here we go. Like you. Die, <laughs> die Hard John McClane? Let's, let's settle this. Google the kill count on both of the first oh, movies. Oh, wait. Fuck, you're right. Rambo smokes some motherfuckers. He's like a mass murderer. Yeah. He's like a one By the way, that story is insanity, by the way. (laughs) He just has a bad day and comes back and smokes everyone in that town. (laughs) He's an American hero. Pretty much, I didn't think about that. How many people killed in first Rambo? Yeah, let's... There we go. Let's go. Here's the flowing data. Number of, I've got we've I've got a number of guys killed by Rambo with his shirt on. I've got I've got some pretty detailed stuff over here. Where's the total? How many how many people did Rambo kill? I don't know. This thing is so intense. Out of all, oh, it's like thousands. <laughs> no, here we go. First blood. Okay. How much is one? This on the web for how many people did Rambo kill? Oh, you're one of those no. assholes that has a four in it. Yeah, I, she sounds fancier <laughs> to me. She's on my on my chart here, guys, and I don't know how legitimate this is. I'm not but... sure this. Yes, guy. Yeah, I got yeah, one too. Know. Go ahead. I have a grand says, total of five. Bullets, says one person was killed in 1982. <laughs> so so it doesn't make any sense. The thing I have says First Blood one, Rambo First Blood Part two, 75. Yeah, that's what I have. Rambo 3, 115. Rambo 4, 254. <laughs> Vietnam War confirmed kills 59. Grand total of 503. <laughs> yeah, he's a mass murderer. Now, is it a coincidence that Portland's area code is also 503? Oh, Conspiracy theorists out there, put well, that together. I'm still going to say one-on-one, though. John McClane smokes Rambo. There. Because he wears a wife beater. You're going, off, you're, going, you're going off semantics now. We gotta, we gotta take into account the raw data. <laughs> Alright. Alright, next round. <laughs> next question. Greg, this is for you. Now that you live in SoCal, do you think In-N-Out is the best fast food? He's shaking his head now. Rapid, rapid fire. Rapid. To be honest... The lines there are so long, I don't get it enough to really comment on that. Yeah. Uh, so, Nico, the, if you were the, shaking your head, what's the best then? I'll have to go talk about what? Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's a hard question. Yeah, I guess if you would say the the fast food we get the most often would definitely be Taco Bell. Yeah. Let's tank. <laughs> All right. What's as rapid as you can now, starting with Nico. You You have to pick one item from Taco Bell. What is it? Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Greg. Ooh. I like the Crunch Wrap Supreme. Burrito or taco? Go. Go. Taco. Taco. From Good. Taco Bell? Yeah, definitely taco. taco. Yeah. Interesting. Burritos, I'm a little, uh, a little weak sometimes. They're like gas station burritos. What farts are worse, Taco Bell farts or In-N-Out farts? <laughs> taco Bell farts. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Both. All farts are equal. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Yeah, fast food really is just one and the same. Well, I'm glad we uh, got down to the bottom of it, guys. I've got one more. Rabbit oh, fire. hit hit him hard. Yes. Now, Nico and Greg, if the two of you were to go on a date, 
what would be the perfect romantic evening out? Like together? Yes. With like each we're other. going on. Okay, that's weird. No, is uh, it though? That's weird. Is it? That'd be. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you sound so stunned. All right. Um, I don't know. I think me and Nico, we'd probably go get nachos. Um, Maybe hit up the land center. Indulge in a few things. Go to the land center. Yeah. Come home. Have a good night's sleep. <laughs> Wake up. Do it again tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> very romantic. <laughs> That's adorable. What about you guys? If you guys were going on a date, probably, a, probably. Ooh. Let me reverse it. A monster truck show, maybe a NASCAR show. Yeah. A mud wrestling. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Take your totally straight buddy to monster trucks. I know if I really wanted to turn James on, I'd take him to a baseball game. Yeah. That much. Damn. Yeah. I used to be an umpire. You want to call my bitches? (laughs) (laughs) One year for Halloween, I was a vampire. Oh, I was an umpire, but as a vampire, and I was just pissing everyone off at the party, calling them out all day. And <laughs> the joke was were you so pissing old, everyone like five off minutes. because it was you, or were you pissing everyone off because both. you were dressed up as a vampire? Both, <laughs> equally both. Probably more that I was. You're like, I dressed up in this really funny outfit and pissed everyone off. <laughs> Get it, guys? It's a pun, vampire. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? It's that's that's like Facebook. Yeah. Hey, I got another story for you, bros. Did you guys hear about the woman that uh, says woman loses NASA internship after swearing on Twitter at a National Space Council member? Have you heard about this? No. It's a great story. She's my hero. <laughs> so this young girl always wants to work at NASA. She, oh, I did hear about this. It's so great. She gets on Twitter and she goes, everyone shut the fuck up. I got accepted for a NASA internship. <laughs> and then one of the NASA engineers and member of the member of the National Space Council, he says, language. To which Noemi replied, suck my dick and balls. I'm working for NASA. (laughs) And then he replies back with, it goes, quote, and I am on the National Space Council that oversees NASA. So anyway, she lost her internship. But then the guy got on social media and was like, hey, I didn't want her to lose the internship. I was just telling her to watch her language. And so now he's advocating for her. So she got her internship back because of him. And now he's... Pushing Excellent. for her to even get a better position. Excellent. So it all Excellent. worked out. Motto of the story, curse everywhere. Just be Moral yourself. of the story, suck my dick, I'm working at NASA. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up, I'm working at NASA. He's hey. like, he's all like, welcome. Now you're not. <laughs> hey, Greg, if, if you're trying to figure out an album name for one of your band's upcoming releases, suck my dick, I work for NASA. Suck my dick and balls, I work for NASA. There you go. Isn't that a Devil Wears Prada album? Probably. <laughs> or just a song title. <laughs> Neil, did you watch this video from Patrick? How to record an EP in 35 steps? It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good. Pretty, pretty good. He's a clever young man. Yes, indeed. Greg, how do you feel about Patrick doing all these YouTube videos? I Be love honest. it. Yeah, me too. To be honest. Why would. I mean. Call, throw them I, the bus. They're all pretty good. They're recorded. not like. Uh, <laughs> it'd be different if they were like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not, so he's the man. Some more power to him. Now, what do you think if you and him were to go on a date? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, you don't have to answer. Uh, I'd probably get him some Gundams. Oh, you are gonna. Um, 
<laughs> oh, you, uh, you're going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, Gundam Night Out. Yeah, still don't know what Gundams are, guys. Maybe a little hentai. I'd like try and arrange a way for him to like to like meet the violinist from Yellow Card or something. Like he would like. <laughs> Is that one of his play. favorite bands? No, I just feel like he would really enjoy that, like on a river riverboat action. <laughs> I watch this shit, guys. Rapper born without jaw finds his voice. What the fuck? What do you do in your spare time, Jay? I get ready for the podcast. That's what I do. He says, I talk by text. <laughs> They're showing a picture of a guy with no jaw. My voice feels locked inside me. Music helps me get that out. But I can't do it alone. Skip, skip a little bit. So this guy raps for him. So he writes all the lyrics. So he's the artist, and then this dude just raps for him. This plays exactly into our earlier conversation, Greg, about there's no excuses. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. When I think of Isaiah as an artist, I more so feel that he's a poet. How crazy he's is that? Poetry. It's awesome. It's insane. I know. Experiences. I don't care what people think of me. I mean, if you like, you know, close your left eye, left eye it's like, kind of looks like Drake. <laughs> he does. <laughs> a young Drake without a jaw. Poor kid, he was born without a jaw. Fuck, man. What are the odds? No, not good. Drake's got no jaw. No, like literally. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Drake had no jaw. <laughs> well, anyway, that's another one of the tricky guys out. That's Drake fucked. needs to learn to take a punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep, yep, yep. This week, I'm gonna do a movie pick, guys. Guys, uh, Greg said you're you're not a huge movie fan, right? No, or I like just... movies. Who doesn't like? Have I think you... serial killers don't like movies. Well, this guy to the left of me never watches any fucking. Movies, Doesn't mean I don't so... like him. Well, that's well. True. Just make sure that you're the you're the last ones to shut the lights off before you leave <laughs> places with that guy. Uh, my movie pick is Black Klansman. Have you guys heard about this? The infiltration of the KKK by uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, exactly. The, the actor. So this is true oh, story. Star Wars Five. Yeah. True story about a guy, a black detective who pretends he's white on the phone, and and he infiltrates the KKK. So he talks to him via the phone. It, and it's starts, incredible. It's incredible, and it's all true story. I do want to see an edit where he's like, he's like, "Fuck you, KKK," and then it's like, you know, yeah. lightsaber out stuff, <laughs> like right. deleted scene from. <laughs> Yeah. There's never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. Yeah, I got like a 90 plus on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, dude, it's incredible. Spike, do you guys directed it? You guys fuck with Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck yeah. Oh, by the way, Back to Predator has a 40%. That's actually more than I thought it would have. Yeah, I, I agree. 
But you gotta like, I don't know. I've seen some movies that Rotten Tomatoes have like dogged on that I really enjoyed. I can't think of them yeah. right now, but especially with uh, horror movies, I've noticed. Right. Yeah. Whenever I see a horror movie with more than a seventy percent rating, I watch it just because. Totally. It's it has to be somewhat good. <laughs> so good. Are you guys gonna watch American Horror Story tonight? Is the new season out? It's coming out tonight. Yeah, it's on nice. FX or whatever. I'll definitely check that out. I'm, I'm check a big those, fan of check it. Check those check those Reddit threads for streams. I still think the first season's the best. Uh, I like. I really like the. I like the Insane Asylum. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I didn't really like the first one as much. Yeah, I had this weird thing. I, I kind of felt the same way about that as I did like The Walking Dead. I was just like, "Can we get the fuck out of this house?" Or like, "Can we get the fuck out of this prison?" You know, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> been here a long time. Yeah, I um, agree. It gets a little old. At least they leave the Asanas a little bit and a couple times, and there's flashbacks, and I don't know. I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I just kind of checked out after a while. It just, I don't know, got a little boring. Is this still live? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! So. Probably probably no one watching now after we showed, like, shotgun (laughs) violence faces. I don't give a fuck. It's my goddamn podcast. Oh, wait. It's saying that the video has ended. Gives a shit. Did it end on your end, or am I just a moron? I don't know. It says it's going for me, but... Oh. Looks... Oh, well. just doesn't like me. Oh, well. Oh, I see it. I trust it. Oh, wait, maybe not. It did end. Oh! Yeah, I think, on mine too. I think... I think, uh... It has a limit. Yeah, an hour and a half or yeah. something like that on some... Unless you, like, do some extended thing. I don't know. Whatever. You always do live Instagram. Um, well, those are all the topics I had for you. So, is there anything that you want people to know about Greg, as far as the label and where to find you guys and how to fucks with you? Yeah, I mean, you can find us anywhere, just at We Are Trumpet, literally on any platform that exists. Sexy. It's pretty easy. Short and sweet. There's hidden money and dreams at all of our locations on social media. Ooh. Hidden money yeah. and dreams. Like and that. cookies and free video games and um uh Halloween hentai, uh <laughs> hunt hentai um <laughs> vials of sand from the dates that we have all been on together. Um Yeah. Oh any of the bands have some tour tour schedules coming up? Because I know a lot oh, of yeah. bands hit the, the road in the fall. Well um Shout out to some We Are Chumpin' alumni, but they've got... Will Weatherly has a Mayday to- tour nice. like happening in a couple of months. October into December. It's going to be dope. Hell yeah. That heck heck yeah. That's super sexy. This band, this band we haven't announced yet is touring in, uh, in October. You'll find more about that on September 21st. And Nico, do you play in a yeah. band? No, I do not. Oh, I assumed he did. So, so you're all business. Are you from Los have, Angeles? I kind of have a rule. Like, I don't work with people who are in bands. How like, come? Uh, Makes sense. Just because, like, yeah. 
I want their focus to be 100% industry related. I don't know. It's hard to. I know what you mean. You know, I don't want them here trying to learn stuff so they can make their band bigger. I'm, I want them here because they want to have a position and grow band and and do the label thing. Yeah. <laughs> For artists, you right, know. Right. Um, and it's hard to like how do you, how can you have being a band and then also support five other bands and like it's just. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely managers and people out there who have come from bands and all. Yeah, it's just different. I don't know. It's a different vibe. Right. Uh, but yeah. That's sexy. No human centipedes over at We Are Triumphant. No. No, sir. Doesn't appear so. <laughs> what, what's the cap off for your roster? Because you guys already have like 20 people, right? Something like that. Um, or, I don't know about... No rule. I don't know about twenty. Uh, I mean, for artists, like as far as releases, like for us to work a release, we only really need three months prior and three months afterwards, and uh, it leaves a lot of time open for us to be doing other things between those other periods. So yeah, exactly. We're always we're always scratching the surface with with new artists. That's something um, all, all people forget about labels too. There's always this ebb and flow of who's doing what, so there's time. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a garden almost. It's like a, an ecosystem as well. You know. Yeah. How when the... releases? I mean, some bands release stuff every six months. Some bands release stuff every year. Some bands release stuff every two years. I mean, there's like. Uh, you know, like I said, we're scratching the surface with a lot of these bands. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not, there's not like any, you know, if a, if a band ends up not jumping in the studio for two years, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, uh, <laughs> anyone's fault for, for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, like, we're not waiting around for two years to work on other, other releases. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Um, because that's all we can really do. I mean, the in-between releases is kind of the band's opportunity to exploit the hype and momentum of like what we're able to provide with the release. You know, um, you know, trying to get on tours, trying to yep. get sponsorships, trying to just kind of work their name any way they can around the the peak and hype of their releases. Um, but yeah, I mean, typically we spend three months prior on a release. And three months afterwards, uh, with stuff going on all around it, you know, with it constantly on our minds. Um, But, you know, in between that time, there's still plenty of plenty of time to put music (laughs) out. Now, was there a particular reason you moved to Los Angeles to to run the label from there? Yeah, I just went out here for my artists. Where are you from originally? uh, I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, cool. Yeah, so the uh, the other side of the country. Yeah, that's as good as <laughs> you can get. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's what I mean. There's a lot. <clears throat> obviously, everyone's out. Not everyone, but a lot of people are out here. Yep. It's really, it's way easier for me to meet up with people out here instead of me having to fly out and plan on trying to schedule a bunch of meetings in like a six day period of visiting out here. I'm just out here all the time and just constantly trying to rub shoulders and yeah you know, do my thing for the artists. Well, uh, next, next time James and I are in town, we'll have to hit you up. See if we can't grab yeah. it. I plan that's another thing. That's another thing too, is like, 
not often people don't often visit Montana and Idaho just randomly for fun. Like everyone always <laughs> flies out to California at least once or twice. So it's like, yeah, even if you don't live out here, you're probably going to come out here to meet up with someone else and I'll be out here, you know? Mm-hmm. So absolutely. It's a good advantage. Yeah, I grew up down there as a, a youngin in the Orange County area, but yeah, I love it down there, man. There's always something to do. You know, every band stops you there. There's, there's just so much life. And I like that it's a working town. You can feel it feel it as soon as you get off at LAX. Like you can feel the fucking energy in the air. And it's uh Oh yeah. It's nice. Everyone's trying to make their dreams happen. Right. There's Nico, a lot of hustle. Nico, are you from LA? I'm from Arizona actually. How long have you been in Los Angeles? Moved out here a little over two years ago to attend an audio production and music business school. Nice. Do you do yeah. audio production as well? Um, yeah, mostly just for like pleasure. I make songs just for fun. Nothing yeah. ever like gets released, really. But yeah, I'm kind of just focusing on like pretty much just everything music business related. Sometimes I go back to my notes from school, which is good because yeah. I like need to re- refresh myself on some topics that we go over here. At we are triumphant, but yeah, I'm. I was just really grateful to get out here and go to that school. Yeah, it's awesome. Making shit happen. Yeah, it is simply too hot in Arizona in the summer. Um, yeah, I don't even like. It's hot out here too. Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> Whereabouts in LA are you living? Because that matters. In the valley. Yeah, there you go. It's hot as fuck out there. Yeah, dude, it's wild. We, I'm like 25 minutes from Malibu and uh, through like a a vat, like a, a canyon, mm-hmm. and. Uh, once you get onto the other side, it's like 15, 20 degrees cooler almost every time. Yeah, no matter what time of day. Exactly. So you mm-hmm. must be like north of Sherman Oaks then? We are, uh, we're a little west. south, actually. Or west, right? I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. We're, we're west. Yeah. We're in Woodland Hills right now. Gotcha. Yeah, we're like next to Calabasas. Nice. Fancy. Yeah. That's where all the rich people live now. Yeah, I just I just walk over there and pretend I'm Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, all the all the babies live there. I pay sixteen dollars for a juice, <laughs> and I get out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Some of the little shopping centers around there are so insane. Super oh, you mean the entire uh, country, the entire world out here? Yeah. State. Totally. There's more mini there's more mini malls and shopping centers out here than I've ever seen in my life. It's like when you go to uh what is it? Universal Studios. You have to walk through that whole what do they call that? Like Universal Walk. And it's just one long shopping mall. It takes so yeah. long to get to the actual amusement park. They do it on purpose. It's fucking nuts, man. It's pretty much the biggest mall I've ever been to just to get inside an amusement park. Jeez, Nico, get get together. Nico, just <laughs> drop something. Oh. Nico's Nico's cut off. <laughs> How old are you, Nico? Nico, you're all of a sudden you're you not hold these anymore. You drop I, yeah, I'm twenty. Don't you drop the bar? I don't hold these anymore. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being on, Greg. You've been a real, real hot, hot something. But not thank you to Nico, apparently. Well, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Or are you planning something special for Nico? <laughs> I've really oh, fallen what? in love with Nico via Skype. <laughs> we've been we've been eyeballing each other. Do I'm I gonna need, text him later. Do I need to leave the room? <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs>
you guys have any more uh, cool questions about, um, you know, penis size? <laughs> yeah, crunchy or soft peanut butter. <laughs> and it, yeah, do you guys want to like over any more like shotgun victims or like crunchy or soft peanut butter or what? We can uh, do whatever <laughs> you want. You know what? We'll, we'll make a special podcast just for you guys, and we'll call it the Crunchy Shotgun. How's that? Man. Sweet. I'm getting a, a lot of non-feminine Brian Stars vibes right now. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What What's your favorite porn star name, guys? Like, what would your porn star name be if you had a porn name? Knox. <laughs> Northcutt yes. North always said Don Key. Don Key. Don Key. Don Corleone. <laughs> I thought that was so good. What about you, Neil? You have a good point. I already name? said Knox. I already said oh, Knox. Yeah. yeah, you know when he's coming. Yeah, I knock. He knocks. Get it? Yeah. You know when he's coming. <laughs> Just knocks on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, and on that note. Uh, where where can people find you other than the website? What's What's your Instagram handle? We are Trumpin' Baby. Do That's you... the good thing about our name is that no one else has it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're super easy to find. Um, do you have a personal one you want to get out there? No, I mean, I basically use the label as the right as my personal one all the time. Nice. I, don't get, I don't get time to... That's another thing with bands. Like, uh, I'll tell bands to like add people on Facebook or Instagram, and they'll be like, I don't want to like clutter up my feed with a bunch of random people, and I'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> like I don't care about your fucking Facebook newsfeed. Doesn't give a sh- yeah. <laughs> fucking matter to me or anyone else in any capacity. You yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you, Nico? You got a handle or anything you want to promote? Yeah, it's just Nico underscore triumphant uh, Instagram. Yeah, what about Dead Awake, dude? What about that dope barn band, dude? <laughs> Um, that's unannounced. Yeah, that's unannounced. But now, Dead Awake is just Dead Awake official on Instagram. Got a lot of cool stuff coming soon. Excellent. Nico is N I K O. N I C O actually. N I C O underscore. Get it right. <laughs> we are best recognized. The Nico dude. <laughs> we are the internet. Is what I found. I got. We it. are the internet. What is that? Like a Tyler Creator album or something? I don't know. <laughs> Well, sweet, sweet, sweet. Thank you for being on, guys. Um, Absolutely. Everyone yeah, go guys. check out this label. They've got a lot of cool bands on there. Um, Not My Weekend is something that Neil obviously just produced and mixed, and that is out now. And uh, we're we're so proud of those guys. Thanks for signing them, by the way, Greg. We do appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for uh, making the album better than the last one. There you go. I do what I can, Greg. Do what I can. all right everyone go check them out um thank you for listening to the podcast make sure you share it with your friends and you know what to do i don't have to tell them they know what to do rate and subscribe all that good shit we will see you next week we love you bye
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.